here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Welcome. Good morning. My name is Angelina Carlton. I'm the founder of Legacy Planning, a boutique coaching and advisory firm based in Beverly Hills. This morning, I have the pleasure of introducing Nelson Curry to have a conversation with us about the subject of legacy as it relates to family businesses. For some background, Nelson is the founder of the Brazilian Family Business Forum, FBFE, owner of the Cedar Family, Cedar Tree Family Business Advisors, and a partner at Concilium Family Office Advisors. A specialist in family governance, he does a unique job with business families on the importance of training and developing heirs, successors, shareholders, and members of family businesses across Brazil. So without further ado, welcome, Nelson. Thank you, Angelina, for your invitation. It's a pleasure to be in our podcast, and I hope the audience enjoy our conversation today. I think they will very much. I, I love the fact that you've dived into some topics that um, are a little bit touchy because it's part of what I might call the softer side of legacy planning. It, it refers to what I would call um, emotional governance, but where would you like to start this morning? Yes, thank you. Uh, first, I'd like to say that uh, that was not my, my main role in the past. I used to be uh, an executive from my family company. I used to work there for 25 years. And uh, I suffered many difficulties in terms of the implementing the governance and the succession planning. And we are in the third generation, passing to fourth generation right now, but we have many conflicts. So when I went to the, to the board of the directors and uh, I decided to study and to go deeper in terms of analysis, why the mortality rates in terms of succession in Brazil and in the world is so high especially in Brazil, that if you, if you consider that 90% of the companies are controlled by families and the average of, of surviving is around 24 years, ah. why it's so difficult uh, to say to pass the button and to survive uh, after the third generation. So that's why I decided to, to start studying this. I went to do a master's at INSEAD and there I, I could have the opportunity to to have a professor that starting uh, questioning about the the leaderships about the 21st century. The, right, uh, right. And and then I, I asked him if most of the companies in the world are controlled by family members. If there is not some kind of coincidence or hypothesis that I could be uh, studying about the narcissist leaderships in the company. Yeah, so I just, why, yeah, I just want to interrupt, interrupt you real quick that I, um, I've been surprised in learning about how much um, 
and I would say I've learning about this the last five years or so, learning about how much family businesses prevail throughout the world's economies. I mean, that's uh, it's literally the foundation of products and services and it affects cultures and, and yet it's such a niche regarding the resources that are available as well as understanding some of the statistics behind uh, why the businesses do well generation after generation as well as why probably less than 25%, maybe closer to 12% of family businesses continue uh, with each cycle and each generation. And yeah, so I just, again, very uh, surprised again about the power of family businesses, but also uh, the subject you're going to touch upon, which I think is, is a vital conversation to shine a light upon, which is, the, is, which is narcissistic founders. We can often think about the entitlement but we, we don't necessarily know how do we unpack the personality type of a narcissist to know how to survive that and then build from it. Yeah, that's the, uh, what I wanted to, to jump in because I don't know and I'm not quite sure if it's the lack of tools, the lack of governance that uh, kills the company. In my opinion and my humble opinion, is about, as, as you mentioned, the soft skills. It's about the impact of emotions. It's yes. how you act, why you act like you act, and the impact on the family succession and the heirs and also the next generation. Right. How, how they educate, how they capacitate the future generation to run the company. Yes. So, uh, if you, as you mentioned, if you consider that the foundation of the world economy is family companies, and they perform better than non-family business, or for example, they perform better than uh, uh, companies that are in the uh, stock markets because of the leadership, because they, they have a long-term vision. But as well, if you consider that mostly of these companies, maybe there are narcissist leaderships, how can you um, avoid or, or, or treat or even cure this problem that we are discussing here in terms of long-term succession and surviving this company. Yes, and so as we can before, or as we continue on in this conversation, I just wanna highlight how much I enjoyed reading your thesis and the title is Narcissistic Founders, Time Succession Planning. And as we move through this conversation, I just wanted to highlight how much my heart went out to the children of narcissists because I really believe that it it puts a burden on them uh, to be what I might call adult children. And then they later in life have to be very determined as, as researchers, psychological researchers to figure out how to become happy, how to find their identity and not just be an asset, a financial asset to somebody else's dream. And I think one of the reasons why family businesses do so well is because of that glue that holds them together, the passion. And yet, um, even though they might not be like, you know, how we might say it in America is like paycheck players are not just going to clock out at five o'clock because the whole family's in it. It's, it's, it's a group effort. But at the same time, uh, there are some complications that come with the, you know, the unknowns of, you know, the, the blind spots of how does somebody navigate a, a personality type that dominates and then they can't be seen, heard and understood. It's true. It's all founders. They have a very strong personality because they are leaders. They have a dream uh, that they, they realize. They came through. They could put the company uh, in a very good situation. 
But the most difficult part is, I think, to let power go, to yeah. transfer power. We are talking about uh, facing uh, discussion about the infinity, the about their mortality. Yes. That one day they will not be there anymore. So I think it's, it's very uh, hard uh, for them. It's painful to deal with death. Yes. So when they think about that, they're not going to be there anymore. I think they, instead of thinking how they could be transferring their values, the leadership, I think they, they stick even more. They hold the power in, in kind of uh, trying to survive, trying to be immortalized. Yes. Grasping, grasping. grasping yes. 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 So to, to, to jump in to a personal aspect, what was it like for you as you wrote this thesis and examined some of the feelings that come up that it's, I, it's obviously much easier to bury the feelings and bury the emotions, but it's much healthier if instead one can be able to give language to them and process them. Yeah, researchers, they, they have found that degree of narcissism in COs is positively high. <laughs> uh, and, the, and destructive narcissism is common, is very common. Uh, and right. significant problems in organizations. They prejudice the, the, the morale of the employees. They draw their motivation, push away most talents once, especially right. the family, family members. We call a brain drain. So mostly of the, the, the fourth generation right now, if you call the... the the millennials and, and interview them, most of them will, will answer to you that they do, do not want to work in the family company anymore. They are doing their startup, their VCs, they're mostly, they're, uh, they're trying to innovate. And that's, I think, a huge difficult to consider to equilibrium the, the tradition plus right. the innovation, because you want, the, Probably the, the founder, they want to keep the status quo. They want to hold the, right. the, the power. They want to, they say, ah, the, this, this company is doing so well so far. Why do I need to change? Why do I need to innovate? So, but changes in the world, we are, we're seeing that we are we even not more in a VUCA world. We are in a bunny world. It's a fragile, it's anxiety. It's like a, you can predict in the next six months. Right, so right. you need to be dealing with innovation, need to, be, to give space to this next generation. To, to, be, more believe, yeah, to be more active. Yeah, and, 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 and agile. And I was going to also add that I wonder if it's meeting their need for significance. You know, like significance gone wild, recognition gone wild. And... Yeah, the problem is that when, when you are dealing with a narcissist uh, uh, leadership or a... Uh, if they, they 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 throw your 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 steam, uh, they will say that not capable of running that you are not able you are lack so you you start thinking that you are you are not able to run the company so you become disturbed you have a reality distortion you start yes. having a lack of musculature up to face the challenge because. Okay. Uh, you are going to avoid to confront this, this leader that is so strong, his personality. So you, you, you become thinking that you are not able to, to, to deal and, and to give the continuity. Yeah, and it, also, sh it shakes uh, somebody's confidence. Yes, uh, that's uh, mostly of the, what I found when I interview 
many hairs was about they 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 have a a distortion about their reality and and I I believe why the family company meant to, to them how painful uh, was to to to, to deal uh, when I asked the question to most of them if they receive they have the company in their hands right now what they're going to do in, the, in terms of uh, planning ahead and most of them answered that they would sell the company and well, that was a surprise for me yeah i would imagine also having a, a narcissistic parent or the narcissistic founder as an influence would also maybe have them trust themselves less yes i think there's there's uh, about uh, the mixture of uh, feelings about shame, blame. Right, and they're absorbing uh, all of it. Yes, insecurity. Yeah. Uh, so the, the impact for it, as we are discussing, it, it's, it's very high. And I think these are the, the, the implications uh, when you see the mortality rate in, in terms of family companies. Sure. How, uh, how can that family business survive if the yeah. the next generation or the rising generation feel uh, <laughs> as if they've been demoralized? That's true. That's the that's yeah. The, that, that's the, that's the problem. That's the, the, the thing that they need to uh, work hard on in terms of uh, self consciousness to understand where they came from. Right. How, how they act like they act. They, they, my professor used to say that we need to figure out our CCRT. They call the core conflicted reacted team. Yeah, it's, it, it's their stuff and your stuff. Yes. Yeah. How, uh, how you handle uh, your emotions, how you operate, how it's your, your, your pattern. So if you, if you know deeply how you navigate, how and, and why you take these this decisions, it's easy to understand and to try to manage these implications uh, and not repeat the patterns. This pattern. Yes. 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 And and I just wanted to bring up as you as you mentioned that right now that I think that the rising generation, the next generations, and so forth would then need to find other positive role models. And I just want to plug right now that I appreciate you being a positive role model because they have to find other examples of how somebody would behave in moments of being in a power position. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I think all, everyone needs a mentor, a mentor, someone that you can, you can look and say, I wanted to be uh, this person when I, in the future. Uh, but in, in my teasing, that uh, also in my book, if you ask them, in the childhood, who was their hero? Okay. I think hundred percent will answer that was my dad. Okay. It was my father? It was was my grandfather? Or was my mother? Right, so right. It was this leader uh, model. So this, as you mentioned, these implications about uh, which role model or each which hero do you idolize? It's going to impact in terms of your personality and how you're going to face uh, in the world. So it's very important to choose the right uh, model and to right. be mentored 
by people or, or professionals that they, they could succeed in a good way, let's say. Right. Yeah, through. So you, so you can also change your behavior because the, the, the change starts with you. You cannot change your father, you cannot change your, but the beginning of a change starts with you. If you change, somehow the environment starts looking out, Nelson or Angelina, they change. So if they change, I can change. They start paying attention in yes. terms of your, your behavior. And they also say that regarding families, when one family member heals, it has a ripple effect on all the other family members. Yes. yes. And I think when you start having this self-consciousness about uh, who you are and, and why you, do, you act like this, uh, and you start acting uh, consciousness about your decisions. The self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness, uh, it's going to impact in other generations and you, 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 cut, you cut the chain. I think you, you start not allowing the pattern to repeat. Right. Uh, and if you study family dynamics, family genograms, you can, you can uh, start like a new pattern after the fourth generation. The pattern repeats, I think, believe in terms of one, two, three generations. But after the, the one that the values are not so strong, okay. they can start building a new culture, a new organization culture. Okay. Yes. So and it starts, why, sorry, it, yeah. But that's why I believe that um, if you transmit uh, the good values in terms of how they used to work hard to, to achieve their dream, uh, the good values of the, the families, and to allow the next generation to jump on board and to oxygenate these ingredients to bring innovation. New energy. And new energy. The yeah. company will, will, will thrive, will survive. Okay. Good, good. And out of curiosity, what inspired you to cover this subject? Was it that it wasn't being looked at or considered as a part of uh, the collective consciousness or? At first, because of my difficulties in terms of implementing the, 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 the governance and how uh, was uh, my father's leadership. So uh, okay. I discovered I discovered uh, when I was doing my master's that uh, my father has a pers uh, narcissist personality. Okay. And that was very impactful on me because uh, I always thought that I could change him. And then I <laughs> realized that nobody can change the others. That's what I mentioned before. You need right. to change yourself. So I started studying a lot about my behavior. And uh, as you mentioned, self-awareness. Which takes an incredible amount of strength. That's it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. very painful to look inside. Yeah. And I think is the is the process uh, uh, as you start working with families is first you you need to look for the individual. Then you look the individual in their in the core in their in their family uh, core. So and they come and there and his uh, family inside the whole family, how the family operates. And then the family, in how impact in the company and the company in terms of society. So if you if you think about that, if you if you are very uh, aware about how different are the the, the families in terms of running the, the company and the dynamics, uh, yeah. So so you start you start uh, uh, 
learning and also teaching them how to deal with these differences and respect them, and respect right. each other's. Right. In terms of uh, my differences, not a competing style, but it's a complementary. Right. Thing. Which can. But, but this is a process, right? You need, yes. You need time. You need to to to, to dedicate uh, to teach them how to, to deal with these differences. Right. So so in my in my in my uh, um, case uh, as you as you asked, was more, much more about uh, first dealing with my problems in terms of the family succession because okay. I was I was raised to be the 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 success the succession uh, person. Right, the heir, uh, yes, yes. Heir, so I had the, the same name. Uh, I was the oldest son. I came from a Lebanese family. They are very traditional in terms of uh, the older, uh, assume, uh, takes over. And when, the, when things, uh, this didn't happen, I was very frustrated. So I decided to study this phenomenon. And then I, I saw that that was not only my problem. There was many other, and... As you say in Brazil, that we say that the family companies, we just uh, uh, change the address and the surname. That's the same problems. Yeah, everywhere. So they face the same difficulties. That's what I found so interesting about this topic, how common it is, and yet how, um, how much people don't know how to unwrap this in a safe way. I, I wish that your thesis is required reading for every family business. And uh, because again, the numbers shock me regarding um, not just the number of family businesses that don't make it past the second or third generation, but the number of um, families that don't seek outside help in guiding the process in, in outside feedback and, and asking for help doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong. Asking for help uh, opens the door to new ideas, or as you pointed out, instead of having competing thoughts, reframing them as complementary thoughts so it's not a threat and so uh, um, I think this, the, uh, even if the person if there's always a head of a project in, in, inside the family or someone that I concern about how I'm going to deal with these uh, issues how I'm going to help the family to succeed to perpetuate their legacy but uh, as you mentioned they don't they cannot do uh, by their own it's, it's always a, a, a conflict of interest. Because it, like you to say to your sister, uh, if you if have you the best intention, but your sister will suspicious about why Janina is saying this to me. What is her interest about saying or putting this idea in the board or decisions, etc. So it's required to have a neutral person, a professional that can help only to mediate and to, um, to make them understand that they're sometimes they're talking the same thing, but in different uh, Words. Yes. tones or, or different answers. Yeah. So uh, it's required a professional and, and I, I, I indicate and, and I advise most of the families to, 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 to look for some mediators or some mentors and professional about family going to help them doing this process. Yes. And I, I can imagine that because you've processed many of these emotions that you can now help guide somebody through because you've mastered looking at, you know, these hurdles. So here's the question I'd like to ask. Uh, what are some of the hurdles that you've had to overcome or what I might call villains that you've had to defeat? And a villain doesn't necessarily need to be a person. It could be 
a system, a concept, a, con a construct? I believe there was a lack of self-esteem that I need to work my self-esteem in terms of believe in myself and, and, and come back and, 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 and understand what I was my ultimate dream. And I start uh, looking in, inside uh, that probably if I, if I hurt myself, I didn't, uh, I was not going to study for an example, business administration. I probably, I want to be, become a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I decided to become, uh, to study again. So I decided to, to give uh, one step back and uh, search what was my dream, uh, what was my real vocation in terms ah. of uh, leadership. So, and when I found out that I was not to become a, a successor here, but to have my own and build my own legacy, that's starting giving me more uh, awareness, more uh, musculature to face problems. And of course, I needed to study. I needed to, to search for mentors or coaching. I started uh, um, uh, study again about family companies. I, 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 I search for help to, 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 to build myself uh, where I wanted to, to go. Yeah, I might also say you connected more with yourself. Yes, it was Yeah, very, connected with your inner important. child. And... And, and, and this is very important to, to understand that your cycle, your life cycle, and, and, and how important it is uh, to to conclude these phases in terms of growing yourself as you, as you mentioned yeah in the personal learns about you yes. yeah in the personal development i think it's important that people grow their financial goals but if their personal development can't keep up then it, it's uh <laughs> yeah it can be a a, a bit uh, unbalanced so here is um a statement I, I want to, uh, or a question I would like to ask, uh, would you say the better the business does, the more inflated the ego of the narcissist becomes? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they search, as they search for immortality, they transfer the immortality in terms of uh, grandiosity. Okay. They, they want to be remembered as someone very important. And, uh, if, if, you, if you search about the characteristics of uh, a narcissist leader, they have four main uh, uh, characteristics. They are, for example, they, they are exploited, exploitativeness and like entitlement, like they insist upon getting the respect that is due to me. So yeah, they yeah, are yeah. very uh, imponent. Right. They have authority, they have a leadership uh, authority. I like to be the center of the attention, for example. They want Narcissistic wanna, supply, uh, yes. They want to do things that they can be remembered for their whole life. They are kind of a superiority, also uh, some kind of arrogance. I, I'm better than others. Mm -hmm. I'm better than you. And also the self-admiration, as you mentioned. Uh, I am preoccupied with how extraordinary and special I am. Yeah. So as I mentioned, the, uh, uh, the ego are like kind of uh, a camera. Hyperinflated. Uh, yes. Hyper <laughs> so if you, if you pay attention about some decisions in, in big companies in terms of mergers and acquisitions, these big uh, mergers, and, or, or, or sometimes if you go in a company and you see this 
huge image of someone uh, in bronze, right? That, uh, or in terms of uh, toys, uh, I, I say that what differentiates a, a man from a child is the price of the toys. So they are the big yachts, yeah. airplanes. So I, I think this is a transferring about um, the insecurity of the, what they have in terms of um, their image. Yeah. And they try, they try to avoid, they try to repair this pain, uh, bringing this grandiosity uh, personality. So I, I, yes, I believe so. I believe this is, is a kind of equal it's like the 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 the, the Greek uh, uh, myth oh. about the narcissist. Right? Yeah, and the, the the water. Yes. <laughs> what do you think can help keep leaders grounded? Do you think that there's anything that can interrupt the pattern, or do you think once a narcissist becomes narcissistic, it's yeah? <laughs> yeah I know it's interesting that you mentioned because you only know a narcissist leader when they achieve power. So you don't know before their personality. Okay. And when they are in power, is you're gonna have a problem to, to do because they are gonna attach okay. to that uh, as, 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 as much time they can. So how can you handle, how can you avoid, how can you protect, how can you minimize their decisions, their like grandiosity decisions? You have to, to have a, a good board you have to be surrounded by professionals. Of course, they will try to uh, sabotage or try to uh, gaslight. Have a, have a weak family, <laughs> uh, weak governance. Right. But you have, if you have a good board and you, you are surrounded by uh, good professionals, the decisions will be more in terms of um, consensus. Sure. Uh, or, uh, then only a dictator decision. So uh, I think, yes, okay. I, I, I would suggest that if you, if you think you are uh, dealing with a narcissist personality leadership, try to implement a very corporate governance in your company. <laughs> by good people. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the narcissist will like that, but I think that's a very wise advice regarding a checks and balances system to have some accountability. Yes. yes. And okay. of course, though, today, today, companies that are, are, are in the stock market, they need governance. So Absolutely. They need to have, a, a, it's not a Mickey Mouse government, but they need a strong governance. So if, if, if they implement uh, uh, and, and, and have good people surround, uh, the decisions I think they're going to gonna make good decisions in terms of uh, the best of the company, not for the best of him. Right, right. right. Yeah, I'm still surprised the number of uh, executives or CEOs that tend to have the narcissistic personality disorder. Yes. So do you think the growth of the ego, the, the ego of the narcissist, do you think it ends up becoming an echo chamber, you know, where they're feeding themselves uh, uh, repeated messages? Uh, and so um, it, what, your thoughts? I believe so. I believe that they are, they are trying somehow to uh, avoid, as I mentioned, to deal with, I think there's this pain because the, if, if you study the, why they become, this, they, 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 they transform in, in, a, in a narcissist personality, 
if you study uh, deeply, you, you're gonna see, you're gonna understand there is a lack of love from their mother. I know, I found that so surprising. So I think they are trying to supply to, to some, somehow to substitute this but love, this lack of love. Into this void, this empty void. Yes. Yeah, I think it's very painful for that, uh, and I think they're in the in the end they are insecure personalities that that they need to be strong, they need to be independent, they need to show to their mother that they are a leader, that they don't need uh, anyone to take care of them. So that's why they become so so strong in terms of uh, like iron. Uh, yeah, the armor. It's almost armor. like a defense mechanism. Yes, it's, yeah. it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Put it right. It's a defense mechanism. But I think so if you understand this uh, and you try to, to help them, um, allow them to, to make the decisions, but help them, guide them, and not uh, uh, um, confront them. Right. Then I believe that uh, you can you can uh, deal uh, work with this type of personality. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say probably if they're confronted head on, they'll go into a narcissistic rage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't advise uh, to confront. Uh, they become very angry and. and uh, right. Yeah. And almost if you re- if you read the, the, the personality, read about they become very. Uh, um, um, like I say, it's the almost dangerous. They can, right? They can yeah, form their attitude. So never confront. Yeah, yeah. Good, Try good. to mediate. Yeah, good advice, Dave. So, in thinking about some of the, the women that are in family businesses, if the founder, the 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 patriarch, maintains an iron grip, what can the women in the family businesses do? Whether it's influencing their children or influencing the business conversations. Because I'd like to think they're not just sitting there invisible, that they've got some type of ability to nurture or influence. Oh, that's the, I think, thank you for this question. I believe that's one of the most important uh, issues. And the role of a, a woman, a leader, is very important. Uh, I always mention that the independent if they work in the company or not, if they're the, the, the spouse or if they are uh, the daughter, they are the, the balance, the equilibrium of the relation. I, I call them the, the real CEO. They're the chief emotional officers. Ah. They, they can balance the, the, and they can hold, I believe they, they work as a container. Imagine, for example, if uh, um, this wife, uh, when the, the founder uh, uh, come back home and starts complaining and, uh, about their son, oh, my son is uh, don't deserve, he's not uh, willing to, 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 to run this company, etc., etc. And if, if she doesn't avoid, uh, uh, contain these emotions and don't pass this, all this information, She's kind of working as a as a balance, as someone that mediates and mitigates the conflict. So, the role of a, a, a woman, independent, as I, as I mentioned, if they work or not, are very important. 
And sometimes, as you said, they are not showing, they are not um, in the spotlight. Right. But in the, like, in the back, they are working much more, their role is much more important than someone that are sitting in the, it's in the front seat, I believe. So I, like, I, I incentive a lot and, and, and I'm very uh, aware of this, this problem. Also in Brazil, we are working a lot to equalize women's in, in, in board. We are uh, giving incentive in their education. And also I, I read about a thesis that they call um, invisible um, succession, that they didn't um, allow themselves to be in a leadership role because unconscious they used to be educated not to become a leader. Right. For example, to study philosophy, to be like a doctor or a psychologist, but not study, for example, business administration, economy, of course, it, it's changing, but in some cultures, it's still very impactful uh, in consciousness that they are, ah, I'm not going to, to run the company, so why are you bother to work in my family uh, if my brother is there, for example? Right, right. So, but uh, uh, it is changing, and right. now we are talking about uh, equalitarian uh, roles, uh, inclusion, Right. but... Uh, Women's uh, leaderships are very important. And, and if you also search about performance, about companies who has women in leadership, their companies, they perform better than the ones that are run by men. It's search, very, search about that. Okay, will do. Um, it's very interesting because I think that whether they're in the driver's seat or not, they have the ability to shift the dynamics that the invisible energy in the room that, uh, that you might not think that they have influence, but if, if, if only just to nurture their children so that their children know that they have self-worth, I think that in and of itself can be an asset. Yeah, this is some, some uh, um, study that I, I love to, 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 to talk about because if you, if you look in the past, the word, was a matriarch, it was not a, a patriarch. Uh, we, we have this, this, uh, this leadership by men, not uh, from a long time. So if you, if you look in the past, women have a different role in terms of uh, even run the family, etc. So I think it's changing and uh, they have the capacity and flexibility uh, look, for example, uh, in terms of mediation, conflict mediation. Most of them are women, right? Oh, because interesting. They have this flexibility. They have this adaptability. They have this right. much more emotional control in terms of dealing with many things at the same time. So uh, if you allow and if you put women leadership in the company, the company will run much better, in my opinion. Mm. This blend, we need... Uh, the balance balanced. Yeah. So if I touch upon the idea of the marketing of Wall Street versus our own values, what do you think gets skewed along the way? So for instance, some family businesses start because let's say they see an opportunity uh, to create a product or a service in the marketplace, and it might be an extra source of income, and then it does well, and then they leave their existing jobs and their family business exponentially grows. And so 
you know, when, when they start out with their values, do, do you think that greed changes them? Or, you know, I call it the marketing of Wall Street because it's, uh, you know, people have, uh, they become distracted by, like you had mentioned before, the toys and the cars and the yachts and the, um, and then they, they might end up being influenced more by that than the values of why they first started. I mean, do, do you think that the values get skewed along the way or... Yep, I'm, I'm doing a work now about uh, 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 looking back in terms of my family values because of, of this issue that we are we are so much in terms of uh, out of autopilot searching the dream in terms of having this and that right. we forgot about our real values so I think that the transmission of values in my opinion is the only only form in terms of how you can perpetuate your family legacy. Uh, it, this is a very important role uh, about the family council to do um, family meetings and remember uh, their, va their values, their foundation. And um, I think the world is changing also. If you, if you, if you also pay attention, now about we're discussing about having more ESG environmental social governance company the all, all the millennials they are much more aware about environmental they don't work in a company that they don't feel that they are they're, they're uh, that's contributing in a feel. positive way they want to contribute they they are working in social impact in philanthropy you never seen how uh, how uh, how philanthropy so grow in the world in the past because of also the pandemic, but I think it's something that it's growing a lot. And this is a new mentality. And I, I believe it's changing. Okay. I think the, the UP mentality, as you said, it's uh, have, have the days uh, count. Uh, and I hope that we have, uh, uh, because of this new generation that are, are jumping and are, are running the companies, we are, we are, we are seeing Angelina, the most, uh, the biggest wealth transferring from the baby boomers to the next generation in the world. They're transferring billions of dollars uh, to their hands. Mm -hmm. And I believe they will, they will have, and then they use with much more concern than uh, in the past. That, that's also my, my, my wish. Yeah, that's a good optimistic wish. It's good, yeah. it's good, yeah. Well, I definitely think Generation Z is more vocal because yes. they uh, realize we, they have to live on this planet. <laughs> so they have to be good stewards. Yes. I have um, an NOG that I, I helped that he said that uh, uh, if uh, Elon Musk uh, will populate Mars before we end poverty in the world, then the, the humankind is lost. So that why not? look uh, to our planet and, and, right. and try to solve our issues instead of populate another planet, right? Right, and escaping. And escaping. Yeah. yeah, compared to taking responsibility and, and cleaning up what's here, absolutely. Very nice, very good, okay. Um, so I wanted to acknowledge you for a moment regarding bringing up the exact traits of narcissists because unless somebody has crossed paths with a narcissistic individual or a narcissistic type of culture or company, they're very um, blindsided by it. So thank you for, for bringing up the traits. So uh, what might you think are some remedies like education, 
coaching, what self-awareness, would you speak to the remedies for a moment? So we've given them the bad news. Let's yeah. deliver the good news. <laughs> the good news is, 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 is that's also why I found the this, uh, family business platform about okay. bringing the importance of education. And, then, and when I talk about education, it's not only to, to do a, a good school or a, a university, but to, to be capacitated, to have uh, experience outside the company, to have uh, uh, experience in terms of um, live uh, other uh, cultures outside your families, yeah. not to live in the bubble, not right. to live in, a, I call the uh, golden age, right? right. That will change so, their perspectives, right? Their frame of minds. They're changing exactly. And so my my uh, uh, humble opinion is to invest in the education. For me, the only way to perpetuate a family legacy is to capacitate their uh, heirs. So okay. invest in terms of education, not only uh, as I mentioned to have a good school, but pro. Uh, allow them to live other experience, to gain uh, musculature, to face their own challenge, and to be the protagonist of their own story. Yes, yes. <laughs> I always say when you when you wanna write uh, write about your history of your life, right? Don't don't allow them no one to hold the pencil for you. Yeah, be you the protagonist of your own story. Right. That's very sound advice. And I think that uh, the education, even around the emotional intelligence, the emotional governance can only serve that uh, individual's personal development so they can become a whole human being. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So I think the remedy for me is education. Okay. Uh, are, there any, that, uh, are, th are there any? Are there any? The, the future. Okay. Good, good. Are there any books that you might recommend? I mean, I read a, a great book about narcissism. I think it was called Trapped in the Mirror. It was a, a couple of years ago, but it was very enlightening and insightful to, to things that normally my eyes wouldn't see or my ears wouldn't pick up. So are there any good books uh, that you might recommend? I have my book, but it's in Portuguese, unfortunately. Oh, okay, I will, okay. I will, I, will, I will translate in, in a few months. So I talk, I, I study a lot about this, but most of the books that I read are, as I mentioned, is about um, uh, governance, right? Okay. So I didn't find, I, I needed, I study, I study phil, uh, philosophy for two, two years to understand a lot about this myth. And also okay. I study about in the narcissist myths and uh, echo uh, the, the heroes, uh, the challenge of uh, Hercules challenge. So, I used to, I recommend that uh, study, study uh, philosophy, study anthropology, uh, not only books about management, but uh, I, don't, I don't know about the names of the books that I write about this, but you can search about this uh, widely. Okay. So I recommend that you guys go back and, 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 and look for the history to learn okay. about history as, 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 as a mirror. Uh, yeah. in the past as a mirror for us to be uh, a better, uh, to build a better future. Absolutely. And there was a Netflix documentary you had uh, recommended. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet, but it was even speaking about different political leaders. Do you remember so, the title of that? I don't, 
I, uh, the, the, the movie that I'm, I'm very a fan about, the, the HBO, the, called Succession. Oh, it's, okay, okay. It's wonderful. They, okay. they, they won uh, seven <laughs> Emmys. And now it's very it's, dramatic. <laughs> now it's becoming the third, the third, it's, it's launched the third uh, uh, series now. So this movie, okay. it's talk about exactly what we are talking in this uh, podcast. So if you have the chance, uh, watch Succession. Okay, okay, all right. So as we slowly start to wrap, I, I, one of the, the questions I wrote down, it well, begins with a statement. I had written generational curses cause repeated trauma. Um, so why do we need to do the work so the wounds aren't passed on and so we can stop the repetition? And I think my question uh, you know, around some of those statements uh, in terms of why we need to do the work, I think the question is more so, um, you know, um, do you think in countries like Brazil, do you think that narcissism is higher um, in terms of the influence of the patriarchy or what are your thoughts around that? Um, because I definitely think like you, when you had mentioned before, if, if by the fourth generation, new energy can be infused in and the patterns can be stopped, um, a lot of times we don't think about generational curses or how trauma repeats generation after generation, but it, 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 yeah. I believe that when the when a country has, a, for example, Brazil is like a multi-part in terms of culture. So we have like Italians, Lebanese, Japanese. If you, if you look at Germans, uh, if you look some about some cultures that are more strong in terms of leadership, I believe that uh, we will find more uh, this type this type of personality. But I think uh, as my professor Manfred Katzen. Katnevi said, he said, uh, when he started the, the, my, my master's, he said, the disease of the organization in the 21st century is the narcissistic leadership. That's why I, I was so impactful about this uh, phrase because uh, he said that most of the problem, not only about family company, but all organizations are the narcissist leadership. So you need to pay attention. That's why it's important, as you ask, to have a coach, to have people that uh, you ca can help you uh, take the better decisions. Right, uh, right. Not to be eluded uh, by power, not to lose yourself in terms of grandiosity. So I don't have the statistics. Uh, I cannot uh, tell you for sure if Brazil has most of this personality, but I think in the countries that are cultures that uh, has these strong leadership styles, probably yes. Okay. I wonder if it's, uh, you know, when, when I think of narcissism, I think about service to self. And I wonder if the nano thinking comes from a place of fear, maybe as uh, like your professor mentioned, the, you know, his concern around uh, narcissism today. I have to wonder if it's you know, if I don't look out for me, who will look out for me? So I'm, I'm going to go and put myself first. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think it's, uh, as I mentioned, if you, if you know um, that you are dealing with this, this personality, you, you have, I believe, two, two, two ways. Uh, or you're going to run away, avoid, or you're going to face it and, and, and know how to deal. You know, and, and how to deal is not confronting them is bringing a good governance uh, and also trying to show them that uh, the best decisions 
are for the company, are for the, the surviving of the company, not for them. Because as they wanted to leave a legacy in terms of, for example, look, look about uh, if we study about um, the founder of uh, Apple, Steve Jobs. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, he was he, a unique personality. He, probably he, he was a narcissist personality. But uh, in the time, there are two types of narcissists the destructive, destructive and the, the, the constructive. Probably he was a constructive because he wanted to leave a, a, a company that were much more important than and his uh, name. And he left uh, a legacy. But mm -hmm. in terms of traits with their employments, if you look, it was terrible, right? Right. He didn't he treat was, people very kindly. And I know people personally that knew him, right? right. Yeah. So that's that. So yeah. if you know how to deal with them, the, the beauty is the things that they, he left as a, as a legacy, right? So I think uh, it's not only we not only have to look the bad side, but you, you also have, have the the bright side of yeah. this personality as well. So what would you like your family legacy to be, and or what would you like your individual legacy to be? Oh, my, 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 what I search for is uh, first uh, to, it's to build and to have a, a family. Uh, so I, I, I work very hard to, to, to maintain, to keep and protect. Uh, so family first, uh, it's always family first for me. Uh, about education, prepare our next generation to be their protagonists of their own story. So that's what I, I'm doing, uh, for example, with my son. He's the fourth generation. He's studying. He study abroad. He's having his uh, his uh, have his own VC. He's working by his own. He's writing his story. So uh, that's what I I taught him uh, to be independent and not depend on the family company. If somehow he want to come back, yeah. Yes, but uh, first uh, go go by your own uh, and go see the world and, and have experience. See the world. Yeah. And also, good, uh, do good, uh, uh, help others, uh, do philanthropy, because it's, uh, when you do this, you are not helping uh, others, you are helping yourself, you are, right. you, are, you are growing. So that's mostly the three pillars that uh, I always search, uh, family. And there's always a question that I, uh, I could close with this answer for the audience to think about. What comes first, family or the business? It's <laughs> a good one for, for the audience to think about, right? That's a powerful question right there. Yeah. Okay. But I, but I would like to thank you once, once more about this opportunity. It was a very nice conversation that we had. Uh, uh, Maybe you could have another one in the future to go even deeper. That's a topic that I like a lot to talk. But uh, I think that was a good, uh, well, just a- Introduction. Introduction, yeah. that was a good, was a good discussion, right? Neurologic, but important to, to talk, to discuss about. Yes, I just would like to thank you, Nelson, for your courage, uh, for your, sorry, for your courage. And uh, because this is a, 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 not an easy topic, especially if it's been a, something that's personally impacted you. It's, uh, 
it takes a tremendous bravery to come forward and to know how to guide others through this, because in some yes. ways you're being very transparent. And even though that can uh, make you very human, um, you're also opening yourself up in a sense that uh, it's vulnerable. I mean, it's real, it's human, but most of the time people stay behind their mask in life. They, they hide behind their resumes. They hide behind their boats, their yachts, their planes, their automobiles, and they give such a strong face and front to the world. And so I just wanted to thank you for your authenticity and, um, and also the depth that you've brought to the subject, your research, your thesis. And it would be a pleasure to continue this dialogue. And uh, so thank you so much. And uh, uh, thank you also for uh, tuning in from the Bahamas. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day today. Thank you very much. Authenticity is, is, is I think, is the, is the right uh, uh, word to finalize in terms of resuming this conversation, authenticity. So thank you, thank you, Angelina, and I hope to, to talk to you in the near future. Once more, uh, I'm very glad that I had the opportunity to be here today. Wonderful. Bye-bye. See you later.